I said to the doctor, I've broken my arm in two places. And he said, you know, you probably shouldn't go to those places anymore. This is Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. In the immortal and immoral words of Iggy Pop, I cry for love until my eyes are soaking. Hi and welcome. Welcome to Across the Table. I'm Hannibal. And here we are again. And I'm glad you're here. I'm really glad you're here. And I want to hear from you. Um, it's, been, uh, it's been a hell of a week. A um, lot of changes. You know what? That's not exactly true. Nothing, nothing's really changed, but we're becoming more aware. I think that's that's the thing. We're becoming a lot more aware of what our neighbors and and what our, uh, you know, what what people we see every day, what they're actually thinking and what they're actually like. And for some reason, and I'm not one to sit here and politically point fingers. But for some reason, they feel a lot more open now to uh, to open themselves up and put themselves out there and, and let us know, let me know, let you know what they think. And, and that's always a good thing. It's great to know what a person's heart is, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised by how dark some people's hearts are. And it's it's left me uh, reeling a little bit, even, even friends that uh, that I thought perhaps thought in, in completely different ways have shown me that uh, that they are intolerant or uh, I don't know hi I'm Hannibal I'm still Hannibal um, let me let me get the business stuff out of the way there's 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 things I want to talk about well obviously I wouldn't have this this uh, what has it been called this narcissistic broadcast uh, if I didn't have something to say um, and I didn't, you know, and, and I didn't have something to write, I wouldn't have the blog. And if I didn't have, you know, et cetera, et cetera, people have seen fit to give me platforms. And uh, sometimes I do card tricks and sometimes I speak my mind and sometimes I do both. And I think my philosophy for this, uh, this turning era is that I've done a lot of hiding of, um, of exactly what my feelings are on some things for varying reasons, all of which I felt were sound. But if you're going to show me how dark and, and bitter your hatred and your anger is, then by God, I'm not going to sit back and, and hide the love that I have for, for people and humanity and, and, and my life in general. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm, I'm going to be angry in my passion, I'm going to be, if I am dismayed, I'm going to let you know, but I'm speaking from a position of, I believe that love wins, but I don't think it has a strong enough voice lately. Hi, I'm Hannibal. Welcome to my podcast. I hope there's still somebody listening. Hey, you know what? That's a thing. And, and let me let me address this right right off the top. I am very grateful for every single one of you that listens to the cast and I'm going to tell you, they, they tell you when you start these things off, um, and this is our seventh episode, they, they tell you not to look at the numbers. They don't, they, they don't, you shouldn't look to see how many people are listening to each of your, uh, to each of your shows. And, and, and there's data that I can see, you know, who listens, you know, not specifically who listens, but 
how many people listen to the whole thing or, or how long the average listener listens to the show. And by far and away, most of you listen to most of it, if not all of it. Um, and and I, I, I'm really grateful for that. What I need from you, and I know I, I ask a lot of you already, but what I need is uh, when you're done listening or, you know, even, whether you turn it off halfway through or, or listen to the whole thing or get disgusted and throw your hands up and say you're never going to listen again, send me some feedback. Leave, um, leave me some notes. Let me know what you thought, even if it's just a couple of words, just a couple of words. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know that you, you did listen and maybe you got something out of it or, or maybe it's just that you like the sound of my voice and it helps me to nap. You know, what, whatever it is. I know I've got a, a fairly decent voice for this kind of a thing. But let me know. Every platform that this is put on, there's, there's a comment section, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Sound, uh, Sound Cave, that's not right, SoundCloud, um, or, or Blueberry, or whatever you, know, whatever you listen to this. Uh, leave me a message. Send me a personal email, info at chrishannibal.com. If you want to do it anonymously, do it to the Sahara thing. I don't even know how to pronounce that, but I have one. Um, to get feedback from, and mine is sahara.com slash magic artist. Almost anything that you would, any forum you want to find me on, you add magic artist to it and you got it. You know, send me feedback on Facebook, whatever it takes. I'd really like to hear from you. Make suggestions about things you'd like to hear about, topics you'd like for me to discuss, things you don't want me to talk about anymore. I'll take that under advisement. Um, you're probably going to not be pleased with my answer on it, but I will listen. <sighs> I need to hear from you. This, I want this to be more of a relationship than it currently is. Um, I do this alone. I sit here in my, uh, in my office and I talk into a microphone, staring um, at the recording device that is uh, tracking my voice and uh, keeping track of time and everything else. But uh, I, I know there are people listening, and, and a couple of you have taken a few moments to give me feedback, and I really do appreciate that. Um, I, I don't. I didn't start my my business. I didn't start magic and performing with the, with the notion of changing anybody's mind or changing anybody's life. But that's certainly what it has evolved into. And again, I'm going to use the word grateful. I'm I'm really grateful, and I have a huge amount of gratitude for the role that I have been put into in my life, or the, the way things came up, and the choices that I made. I could not be more grateful to be where I am right now. This show is sponsored by, uh, inspired by, and emotionally tied to you. Um, there's no you. There's no me. If you don't want, if you do, if you stop listening, um, <laughs> I probably won't stop recording or writing because I've done that forever. It's it's only in the past few years that I've actually found an audience for my voice, whether it's whether it's on paper or on the screen or, or on uh, on here. But it is sponsored by you, and uh, it enables me, uh, the, the funding that I get enables me to be able to do these things. Uh, in addition to uh, doing card tricks and, and doing the job that I do, <clears throat> this allows me to do more public, uh, more public ventures, more you know, giving to the community, being able to give of my time to charities like MDA and, uh, and some of the work that I do with USO. And USO pays me to be there, which is awesome. Uh, but I'd love to be able to do more for them uh, as a as a charity uh, event. This is something that's just close to my heart. Those are my two big um, charities: are the MDA and the USO. 
I've, I've wanted, I may have even mentioned this on the program before, but since I was a kid watching some of the footage, the old footage of Bob Hope uh, entertaining troops overseas and, and, and things like that, it's, it's honestly been a dream of mine since I stepped on stage to be able to do something like that. Um, for that matter, listening to uh, uh, Johnny Cash, who was always on in my grandparents' house or my parents' house when I was coming up, and the, uh, the shows he did for in, in prisons that he became uh, famous for, for taking it to people that, that needed the entertainment. These are the kind of things I want to do the most. And uh, <clears throat> I need your help. I absolutely need your help. And, and anyone who is listening to this, $5 a month is, is the commitment that I'm asking for. Um, for those of you listening, and it's the Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash magicartist. Um, if you're unsure of how to put that in, send me a message. I'll send you a direct link. Um, I know things are tough. I know times are tough around. And if you can't, if you absolutely can't afford it, there's, there's no demands on it. Nobody is, is demanding that you do anything. Uh, just like busking in the streets, it's voluntary. If you want to... Put a little into my hat. That's that's how I look at it. It's it's the same as I am uh, providing you a show. I'm providing you my my input. I, I, I hope I make it funny sometimes. I certainly speak from my heart all the time. Um, but if you enjoy it, drop a little in the hat. That's all I'm asking. Patreon.com slash magic artist. That's where I'm coming from. Um, if you like uh, if you like this, I also have a YouTube channel where where I do. Uh, I occasionally release footage um, from shows that I've done. There's a, there's a bunch of it, man. Um, my editor, my video editor's uh, gotten so busy he's unable to do it um, lately, um, and, and, and I can't hold that against him because I'm not paying him yet. <laughs> but there's a, there's a ton of footage from the, uh, from the Petra's shows over the, over the past few months that I really want to get up, um, up and in public. And... Um, if I can scrape together that and maybe give him some money to, to help incentivize him to get uh, some of those things to me. But regardless, I know he'll do it when he has the time. And uh, those things will be coming up. But uh, check on YouTube, do a search for Hannibal Magician or uh, Hannibal the Magician, and you'll get a ton of it. And uh, like, subscribe to the channel. It's Hannibal Group is the channel on YouTube if you're, if you're searching around for it. Uh, like it, subscribe it. It helps more than you know. Uh, just to have that subscription there, and I and I, uh, um, I know the things I put up are worthwhile because uh, I'm a, my own harshest self-critic. So, thanks for uh, for being a part of it and being along for this ride. I uh, when I when I started off the program, I said that uh, a lot of things in the world changed over the course of this past week, and and that applied to me as well. And then I I hedged that with that's not exactly true because. While certain things came to light, um, nothing really absolutely changed. In the mail this week, I received my final divorce papers. Um, came in a very simple, nondescript envelope, uh, a nice cover letter saying, you know, this is what this is, and then a copy of the, um, of the court order severing my marriage, cutting it off... Uh, Completely, and if I uh, I added up the days, I added up the you know how long I was officially married. It was twenty nine years and seventeen days, and holy cow, isn't that appropriate? That's just uh, that's my life. For those of you who don't know, seventeen 
is, uh, I can only then call it a lucky number, but a number that pops up in my life every once in a while. And if you believe in that sort of woo, and occasionally I can't help but believe in that sort of woo, um, it's a lucky number. It's a, it's a, it's a life number, 17. Since, uh, since I can remember, like 10, 11 years old, it just seemed to pop up in my life again. So my marriage to Dawn lasted for 29 years and 17 days officially. And uh, while that didn't physically change anything significant in my life because she has she has been out of my life for the greater part of two of those years, uh, more than two of those years, um, it struck something. It was a it was a final toll. It was a final bell on um, on on, a, on an event that took up more than half of my life, a, a great portion of my life. And I'm I'm going to tell you straight up, it was amazing. It was it was a great, great, solid, loving, caring, nurturing marriage. And we have you know four kids. And I was talking with a friend today. Uh, Ted, my, uh, you know, one of my oldest friends in the world, Ted, who is, uh, he has seen me go through a ton of shit, and I, and I have watched him go through um, some horrific life events, uh, and we've been there for each other, um, which is what friends do, uh, for, through all of it, and we've maintained our friendship through all of it, even, even to the point of, um, we had a, a complete difference of opinion on, on how things when we, we worked together back at the very beginning of all this. I mean, I know I've talked about this before, but Ted and I worked together at the job that birthed Hannibal the Magician back at uh, New Heritage USA back in 1992, 1992. And when that ended, my inclination and my prayer and my study was to move forward in the entertainment industry, and Ted initially um, worked with kids. He worked with children. And Ted, that's his own story. There's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff there, and his reasons behind it were absolutely sound. Um, but we had a disagreement of, of things. He he worked with kids, and he worked with um, does what he you know, did did what he did and the thing that he loved, and he chose to uh, to not keep doing it. And um, as I recall, we had a, a real big difference of opinion on it, but we maintained our friendship for, uh, man, I mean, I, I knew Ted before New Heritage, so I, I'm thinking, you know, close to close to 25 years for our friendship there, and, and it's been amazing. Uh, but I was talking to him today, look at me drifting off point, how novel is that? Um, and uh, Ted remarked that, Anytime he came over to our house, and our door was always open to him, anytime he came over to our house, we were a unit. Uh, even if we were disagreeing on things, we had, we had love in the house. We, were, we would cook together. We would, you know, I would be out on the grill or making sure that, you know, the, the, uh, that things, the, those things were done while, while Dawn and the kids were doing the inside things. And we, we played video games together and we played board games together and we we laughed and cried and 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 we were we were tight 
and it ended and it, and it ended before I noticed and uh, being who I am I blame myself for a lot of it and but not for the reasons that I got blamed or not for the reasons that were given to me why, why suddenly um, I was too hard to live with so all those things came rushing back with this piece of paper and while nothing, you know, other than an official piece of paper, nothing in my world changes, um, it was like the final locking of the door and that hurt. And uh, I picked, I got it out of the mail on my way to the grocery store and um, I read it and I, I put it aside and and I kind of thought about it for a little while, and I went and did my grocery shopping, and it didn't really hit me till I I packed the car up, and I was I, I sat in the car, and I picked it up again and read it through again, and I just had uh, uh, a long breakdown in the uh, parking lot of Harris Teeter, and um, and I cried for a long time to myself because. There are some things you, you, you call your friends for, and there's some things that you suffer alone. And this one felt like this is a moment that I had to, uh, I had to nurture for myself. So I did. Um, and, and afterwards, in, in the aftermath of all that, and, and, and taking, you know, cleaning myself up and, and getting back home and, and unpacking the groceries and, and uh, taking care of all of those things, um, I came to realize that I don't, uh, I don't have a close friend anymore that I could share that with or that I could write or talk to or, or, or call up and say, I mean, yeah, there are people I could call up and see, but, but I feel like I've had so much help and I've had so many, so many friends that, that have been there and held their hands out to me and, and, and lifted me up over the past two years that I get to the point where it's like, man, I, I, just, I don't want to bother you with it anymore. I don't want to tell you that. I don't want to sing you the same song over again just because this piece of paper came out. So I, I took a photograph of it and I posted it up in a couple of places where people that I knew care would see. And, um, a couple of people reached out, and that was nice. Um, but that's where that sits. And and, and like I said, it, it, it changed my world. It it, it changed it, it changed my label, I guess. But it didn't change anything in reality. I didn't suddenly grow taller. I didn't suddenly lose weight. I didn't suddenly change my philosophies on everything else. I didn't... It, Someone, one of my friends that, that called or one of the friends that texted me was said something along the fact of, well, now you're officially single and everything's changed. I'm, I'm thinking, no, it, it really hasn't. I, I haven't been out looking to, to date or get into a relationship. I don't feel like starting something like that over again. I don't, uh, I, you know, yeah, I get lonely and yeah, I, I deal with that and... Um, Mostly I turn to creativity or I turn to work or I turn to writing. And I, and I do wish there was somebody there to, you know, face-to-face -to -face talk to or, or talk to when I come home about 
how shows went or something. And I miss that an awful lot, but I don't, uh, I don't want to go through the process of starting something else up again. Um, it's, it's not, I mean, it's going to take some time and that's natural and that's healthy and that's okay. Um, so I have my, uh, I have my official piece of paper and my marriage is officially over and I go through different phases of how I feel about that. And, uh, more than anything, I mean, if I'm going to be honest with you and, and trust me when I tell you that from this point forward, the, the things that I have been holding back in the previous six episodes, that's going out the window because there's a, it's, it's way too important now to be honest with you about who I am and what I'm about. You've always known who I am. I've never been dishonest with you about that, but there are things I don't say that I'm going to start saying. So more than anything else from this point onward in my life and in Dawn's life is I sincerely hope she finds happiness. I hope she's found it already, to be honest with you. I hope that the damage that I've done, that I did, however I did it, um, fades and that she's able to pick up and move on and find happiness and find joy and find, you know, and, and have a great life. And, and I wish that for the children as well. I, I, uh, I have been, uh, I've been the villain. I've been the bad guy in their eyes, uh, for most of them. Um, and I hope they can get over that. I hope that at some point they want to reestablish contact and relationship with me. I can't imagine it'll ever be anything like it ever was in the past, but uh, I certainly don't want them out of my life, out of my life, uh, you know, completely. Um, but they're grownups, and it's up to them it, 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 to decide if and how much they want me in their lives, and I'm just um, hoping for the best as far as that goes. So that's, uh, that's, that's my big personal news for the week. I also, uh, I, uh, I, I haven't talked about, at least on here, I haven't talked about the saga with, uh, with Megan, my, my best friend. I referred to her as my best friend for a good, good, good part of three years. Um, she helped me through the, the roughest parts of um, the, the initial part of the divorce, and, and She's, she's out chasing her dreams now, which is phenomenal, and I wish her the best on that. And um, Because of trying to protect myself, trying to protect my own heart, trying to, uh, to uh, get back into some phase of normal, um, I had to end that friendship. I had to uh, walk away. And uh, I will speak of that in length and in depth when I'm able in, in future podcasts, uh, ask about it if you'd like. I'll be happy to tell you, and I will tell you the truth. Um, there are there are things that are her business that I won't talk about, um, but as far as things that have affected me and, and the way that I felt and the things that I viewed, that that I will. But for personal reasons and things that I'll tell you about in the future, uh, I decided in April that to stop getting hurt, to stop being hurt, to end the 
the constant yo-yo that she was handing me back and forth and up and down. And I'm your friend and I want to be closer, but no, I don't want to be that close and, and et cetera. And everything else that happened, I, uh, I ended it and I said my goodbyes and, um, I didn't want to hurt her anymore either from, from, you know, my reactions to things, which were not always normal and healthy. Um, because God knows the, the, the crap that I've been through for the past three and a half years now uh, have left me pretty shaken and, and pretty unstable. And yes, I have therapy for that now, thank God. And yes, I'm taking care of myself in healthy ways. And yes, I'm looking after my own psyche. And yes, I have to look after my own heart. And that meant that I had to break the cycle. And breaking the cycle meant breaking up letting her go be have her live her own life, live it in her healthy, normal way that she does, let her be herself, and let me be myself. And uh, took off, you know, I, I blocked her from me I, I, so that I wouldn't constantly be looking and checking up and making sure she was okay. I just have to trust that she will be because she's strong and capable. Um, but I blocked her from all social media, and I didn't look. The temptation was there to peek and to look, but um, it would only be hurtful for me, it, you know, regardless of how things were, because we were we were very close and we shared a lot of uh, of personal things between us. We we were never a, a, a partnership. We were never a couple. Um, we were friends. We were best friends for a while, um, and I'll hold on to those memories, but. Um, the world turns and it moves on, and, and I, I couldn't continue to, to, to hurt myself by what I perceived as a very cavalier, very, um, I can't think of the right word, of, of uh, non-caring. Um, plan B, you know, I, I, I was made to feel like I would, you know, I will, I will be your friend when it's convenient for me is, is the way it came off to me. And, and I didn't like being just the convenience anymore. That's, that's the honest truth of it. Um, but, uh, she was back in town. She, I, I let her store some things in my house. I did. I didn't let her store. I invited her to store some of her things, uh, in my house when she had her breakup last year, she had a, a tight turnaround on, you know, on her performance in the road. And, I offered the space, and um, it's and it just became time when when she was going to be in town. I thought it's time to to clear the things out. Not the least of which is I'm going to be vacating this house soon uh, myself, uh, moving on to different things. And I asked her, you know, I, I made contact, and I asked her when would be a convenient time in the week that she was here to move some things out, and we. Um, was very cordial. It was very polite. Um, we agreed on a day. I agreed to be, you know, I, I just made myself scarce. I didn't want there to be any kind of awkwardness or confrontation or anything like that. Uh, and there wasn't a whole lot to move. Um, so she, she gathered some friends and I went off and uh, ran some errands. And in the space of just a couple of hours, she, uh, she cleared her things out. Um, and me being who I am and, and, and 
because she was close, I, I asked if she wanted to talk, have dinner, you know, sit down across a table like I do and see if we couldn't salvage something, see if there wasn't some way we could do it. And she agreed to that. And we, we spoke. We uh, we met for Chinese food and we spoke for, uh, I'm going to say, a good four or five hours about just, you know, catching up on the past four months and, and sharing hurts and sharing, you know, how she felt and how I felt and and um, and uh, the distance was just too great. And over the next couple of days, I was traveling a little bit and uh, and I have certain expectations of friendship or at least the kind of closeness we were talking about if we were still going to refer to each other as best friends if if we were going to try to save and salvage and fix the things that were broken because man I'd rather fix something than abandon it um I had the impression that maybe we could that's the way we left the the conversation on uh, on Wednesday night and uh and she didn't call and she didn't you know any any texting that was done uh, I had to initiate it and I know she was busy, and I know she had a, a bunch of things to do. But um, if I'm throwing my caring out, if, if there's, you got to you got to talk to me. You got you know if if you need something, if you need someone to uh, to help you through troubled times, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be the stand up guy for you. That that's just my makeup. Whether whatever has happened, I'm approachable. But there has to be. I just uh, it's at a point in my life where. I will come a long way. I will come three quarters of the way if you'll reach out the extra quarter, if you'll, you know, just a little bit from your side. But um, it didn't happen. Um, maybe it's the time. Maybe I've just, maybe I've just, you know, walked away too many times or, or not been good enough friend too many times or, or broken her heart, in her words, in too many times. Um, but for whatever reason, um, there was very little, if any, response. So at the end of, uh, of four days, I, uh, I, uh, I broke it off again. I just, I, uh, for good, um, I cannot do all the work myself, not with everything else that's going on. And don't, you know, from my own defense, I know she's got a bunch going on too, but that's what friends do. It's, it's like I said with Ted, yeah, there's stuff that goes on. Yes, there's hard times that happen. But if you're going to call yourselves friends, especially if you're going to label yourselves as best friends, it's got to be a capacity from both directions. And I just could not, for my own sake, could not be the one doing it all anymore. So I gave it a chance. I gave it, you know, I, at least I feel like I did. And um, and uh, I cut it all off again. I sent her a note saying pretty much what I just said there and uh, and that was the end of it uh, again I don't wish her any ill will I will never say a negative thing uh, about her you know as far as all that goes I, I uh, we had a we had a happy friendship we made some great art um, for a while there we used to text a hundred times a day back and forth just here's an idea or, or what are you up to or or you know how's your heart how are you feeling and and helped each other through some some really rough times so it 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 was great and i feel like um you know i hope that she feels that uh she 
is better off now than she was when we first met. I hope she feels stronger. I hope she feels more uh, capable in, of, in and of herself to, uh, to do what she does. And I hope that she finds happiness. I, ho- I genuinely hope that she is successful in her endeavors and what she's trying to do. She's out trying to make a living doing art, and that's, that's great. I, I wholeheartedly endorse that. If that's what you, your, your heart and your ability to do, you should absolutely be doing it. So that, um, that friendship, which had already come to an end, uh, came to a more complete end, and my house is way more empty than it was. I am, uh, my plan is, uh, after the beginning of the year, to, um, I'm moving to uh, Los Angeles. I'd like to, if I can, if I can swing it, if I can find the right way, I'd like to be very close to the castle so that, uh, I can, uh, be on a rotation there more often, uh, network more often, get my, uh, get my performance in front of more people, uh, more often. The corporate end of it, of course, is taking care of itself. And, um, as long as I have an airport nearby, and as long as I market myself the right way, that will that will pay my uh, that will pay my bills, hopefully. But I'd really like to be involved more. Um, I'm I'm getting to a phase in my life where I'm entering a a more mentorship state of mind, where I'd like to be able to impart some of the the things that I've learned over the past twenty four holy cow twenty four years of full time magicianship. So I'm going to try it in L.A. Fresh start, brand new, uh, not brand new Hannibal because, you know, Hannibal is Hannibal. But uh, new venues, new faces, new new experiences. And we'll try that. Speaking of which, here's a nice segue. Uh, Ted made a suggestion. Um, We were talking earlier today and uh, there's a there's a uh, uh, YouTube channel that we both like uh, screen junkies and in some of their programs um, these subscribers uh, ask the narrator who's got a great uh, voice to say certain things and Ted said I'm going to send you a, a text of some things and I want you to read them in your uh, in your dulcet tones um, for the podcast and you know what I think it's a great idea and I don't want it to stop with just Ted so, if you have things you'd like to hear me say, and you're a Patreon supporter, if you're a patron on my uh, on my Patreon supporter, I'm going to put this in with the uh, <coughs> excuse me with the five dollar and up crowd. You got something you want me to say? I will say it via the podcast, and the the uh, the people that listen, which is a not uh, not unhealthy amount of people who actually listen to my voice. Um, uh, will hear me uh, say whatever it is you want me to say. Now, if you want me to advertise your business, if you want me to advertise your product, if you just want me to say something silly, whatever you you send me, hey Hannibal, say this on your podcast. It's going out. I will I will read it exactly the way you sent it to me. Ted, my friend Ted, is moving to Oklahoma, and one of the things he is considering is raising goats. So he sent this following text to be read via podcast. How to breed. There are several options for breeding, each with his own advantages and disadvantages. Factors to consider include the number of goats owned, proximity to the buck's residence, 
type of commercial operation, and whether or not the breeder needs to know exact breeding dates. You may find yourself using a combination of methods. That is from the book How to Raise Goats, Everything You Need to Know by Carol Amundsen. That's A-M-U-N-D-S-O-N. Carol Amundsen. If you would like to have your ad blurb series of words, one after the other, read by me over the air of the podcast, and you are a, a contributor to the patron, Patreon page of $5 or more per month, send me your things. I will do it every week. Whatever you decide each week, I will, I will put it out in the air, because doggone it, it's fun. And why not, right? Cool. Let's do that thing. Let's make that a regular feature. Perhaps I should do it closer. If I put it closer to the beginning of the show, people will be able to get to it uh, a lot sooner. But if I put it closer to the end of the show, maybe people will actually listen longer, waiting to hear the things that get said out loud. Hmm. Which would be the better way to go? I don't know. Your feedback is always welcome. Let me know what you want to say. I think maybe maybe we'll distribute them throughout the show. Some at the beginning, some in the middle, one in the end. It depends on how many I get, really, I guess. Um, maybe I should limit it. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Send me your sayings. Um, yeah, let's do that. I am, uh, I am toying with the idea, and, and I honestly do not know yet um, which way I'm going to go with it, but I have the regular Monday... Uh, Monthly Monday Magic coming up on September the 4th, and I'm going to have... I should have had this pulled up before I mentioned it, uh, but I'm going to have two guest artists, uh, a pair of ladies working together, one of whom is Nikki Redman, who has uh, been involved with the Hannibal Show for a number of years via music or via openings or via, uh, oh, any number of things. She's been a, a friend and a supporter and a, and a, a co-artist for uh, for years and years, her and, and Leah Palmer Licht have both uh, both been there for for me for a lot of things. Um, but coming up on September fourth, and I want to get the names right, so pardon me for a second while I pull it up. Uh, Nikki and Heather Himes are going to be opening my show on the fourth uh, at Petra's. As always, doors at eight. Show approximately eight thirty, though I generally start doing the this is not a show part. Um, around 8.15 or so. But then uh, Heather Himes and Nikki Redman are going to be performing uh, to open the show. And I haven't heard them, but uh, I know the kind of taste that uh, Nikki has in music and the way she performs her art. So I am I have full confidence that it's going to be a great show. So if you're in the Charlotte area or within hailing distance of the Charlotte area, come out and see us. It's going to be uh, intense and awesome. And I'm toying with the idea of making this a special version of the Naked Truth show. Um, in the past, <clears throat> it has been about um, personal image and, and, and personal you know, fears and, and things like that. And, and holy cats, boys and girls, don't we live in a world right now where fear seems to be trying to take over? So it, it occurred to me last night while um, attending a burlesque show uh, for a friend... Uh, in order to, to support a friend, um, that maybe we switch it up a little bit. 
maybe I do a Naked Truth show and I, and I strip down and, and, and invite people to write what it is right now that they're afraid of and, and put that aside for a couple of days. Um, there's, there's, there's anger and there's, there's division and there's all kinds of things happening in the world and, and some of them, some people are taking it really personally and maybe I can offer a way to let go of that for a day or two and maybe that would help someone. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth on it. And maybe maybe I need to keep it the way it is. But uh, a big part of my heart's telling me that um, maybe I could do some good. Um, I'll think about it. I'll let you know. Uh, watch the usual places. Um, but yeah, uh, September 4th at Petra's, there will be a show. It'll be awesome, regardless of whether I'm naked or not. Uh, I will bring you some great magic, and, and the, the music of Heather Himes and Nikki Redman is going to be spectacular, and we'll have ourselves a great time. There will be laughter, there will be joyous rejoicing, and we will find a little joy in a dark world. How about that, at the very least? I can promise you that. Um, before that, coming up on Wednesday, and I believe, uh, I, I can't, I don't have the, the thing in front of me right now, but I believe this show is sold out. I'm doing a dinner theater uh, on Wednesday, the 23rd of August for Aix-en-Provence, which is on Providence Road next to the Manor Theater. Fine French restaurant. Uh, we're doing a dinner theater with great wine and, and food and magic and the music of uh, Nikki Redman and Leah Palmer Licht, who's, uh, they're going to provide uh, stringed music for um, for the dinner portion. So come see me with that. Uh, I have contracted again to work with Festival in the Park uh, in mid to late September, kind of late September. And uh, it's been a few years since I've had the... Uh, I've had the motivation, I've had the drive, the will to get out and, and do the thing. Um, for a while there, it was very, very difficult for me to even get up and go perform. Um some days, and I missed some things um, that I could have done. Uh, Festival in the Park is something that I do for free. Uh, they don't charge me for the for the space, and I don't charge them for the show. I I basically put it out there for anybody that stops by. We're, we're doing uh, an odd form of busking where I, I have a stage, and I have a staging area, which is a, a beautiful little shady grove. <clears throat> it tends to be still still kind of hot. Um, in early September, mid-September, uh, here in uh, in the Charlotte area, it gets rainy sometimes. <laughs> I could tell you some stories, um, uh, but it, we have a nice little shaded grove with seats and everything else. People can come in and sit down. There's a nice. Uh, it's it, like I said, it's down in a grove, so there's a nice uh, grassy bank to to rest on as well. And in the past, we've we've been able to pack the place. And uh, deliver some great entertainment. So I'm hoping for that this year. But uh, Festival in the Park coming up. I'll, I'll give you more details on that as they become available to me. But uh, I'll tell you, one of the one of my favorite memories, and this is going to sound crazy, but this is uh, one of my favorite memories of Festival in the Park. The family uh, often would, would all work together. They would come out and they would walk around Festival in the Park, for those of you outside of... Uh, outside of Charlotte who have never attended it. It's a big arts festival. There are all forms of uh, paintings and, and, and art and 
crafts and food and and just a, it's a gathering of of different uh, forms, everything from porcelain to wood to uh, one of my best acquaintances uh, has a, a pottery uh, business. They they make unique um, things out of uh, you know pottery wise, just beautiful beautiful pieces. Um, but we uh, the family was out and then some of them performed. Uh, Braden was was touching base with a little bit of magic and uh, and juggling at the time, um, and there had been some rainstorms and and so down in our little grove, occasionally the water would gather and, and then they would come and throw straw down and and dry it up a little bit and it would run off into the creek and everything would be fine, but the whole festival is is uh, situated around a uh, an artificial lake. It's it's beautiful, just a, a beautiful play, Freedom Park. In uh, in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, this one year, uh, it has got to be eight years ago, nine years ago. We uh, we set up, and there's the stage, and 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 we had a couple of good days, and it would rain in the afternoon, and and uh, that would be fine. But on the last day we were there, uh, the Sunday as they were closing, I was watching another act on stage, and it began raining lightly. And so I stood under a tree, and uh, it began raining heavier, and the audience kind of vanished. And the the guy on stage uh, packed his things away, and was starting to take them down. And and uh, someone asked, um, you know, are you uh, uh, are you are you done for the day? Are we going to keep trying um, to keep going? And I was like, you know, no, I think that's uh, I think we're done for the day. It's the it's the last day of the festival. And, um, you know, it, it, it just feels like a good closer. I don't think this rain is going to let up. And in the time that it took for him to clear the stage and to move some things on, um, the, the water was ankle deep around the stage and rising because the creek had inexplicably backed up for whatever reason. And it wasn't even that hard of a rain. It was just coming down, you know. So we we grabbed our things and we moved them into the tent and, and we said, well, we'll wait it out. Maybe the, the, the worst part of it will end and we'll be able to pack out, get everything, all the all the sound equipment, which we, we grabbed the sound equipment, got it, at, you know, into the dry place. And uh, there were eight or nine of us in this little 10 by 10 tent just waiting for the worst of the rain to get over so we could take the electronics and, and, and start packing our cars. And as we're talking, uh, the rain, the, the water level comes into the tent. And in a matter of I, in less than five minutes or so, it was knee deep uh, in this tent. And so we were, you know, I, this is not getting better. Uh, so we all grabbed stuff and just and left the tent and started up the hill to the parking lot and um, got everything packed up in just a matter of minutes. But by the time the rain started slacking off, the, the creek had backed up so bad the stage itself was underwater. Um, I I got up on the stage and the water was was over my ankles, standing on the stage in this little grove. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's funny now. Uh, at the time, a tiny bit tragic, a tiny bit um, you know overwhelming, a little a little an odd way to end the thing. But uh, you know, it, the worst of times they become stories, right? So that was that was festival in the park. But we're going to be doing that again this year, and I'm going to put the call out to local magicians, <clears throat> see if anybody wants to do some uh, some stage time. 
so keep that on your calendars. I'll, I'll, I'll give you dates in, in the future weeks for those of you who may be coming through Charlotte or would want to come see something like this. Um, and, uh, wow, I forgot all about this one. Sorry. Um, Matthew's Alive. Hannibal's going to be at Matthew's Alive the, the very first on Labor Day weekend. Uh, Two o'clock on Saturday will be the stage show, but I'll be around doing busking and everything else then. Trying to put some joy out into this uh, troubled world. I'm sorry if I suddenly started rambling there. Some some uh, some things crossed my mind. I, I want to uh, before I, I close this out. Before I say goodbye uh, for this week. Um, and by the way, this this is going to be you know I'm trying to make it regular. I record on Sunday nights. Uh, try to have the uh, the podcast loaded to the patron page, Patreon page, um, by Monday morning. And then I distributed out to SoundCloud and iTunes and everything else on Tuesday. I'm going to try to maintain that schedule. I think I've got a good chance of doing it. Um, I've set everything up for most of it to be automatic in the way that I need to, to do it. And I'm learning as I go, of course. But um, it may be more, you may see more than one a week. Uh, if you enjoy that kind of thing. A lot of it depends, again, on your feedback. But what I have been doing, my friends, is I have not been sharing the way that I, I probably should have. I want there to be more honesty in this show without being hurtful to anyone, if that makes sense. A lot of the times, I, I, I through a lot of the pain that I was going through, there were things that I would keep back simply because I didn't want to spread as much pain as I was feeling out there. And I didn't want to bore you with those things. But also I was, uh, I was uh, protecting other people's feelings. And while that's a good and, and I guess noble thing to do, I overdid it. I, I stayed too quiet and... There is hate and anger and, and, and meanness going out there, and, and I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm not going to be mean to anyone. I'm going to do my best to educate um, long before I start swinging fists, long before I physically get into any kind of an altercation with anyone over anything. I'm going to talk, and I'm going to try to persuade towards Love, and I'm going to try to persuade towards neighborness because we're all we've got. We, as a species, species, where the hell, need to be more kind, more honest, more uplifting with each other. And I cannot ask you to do that without promising to do it myself. Understand. I've, I'm coming from, from way back in left field, and I ain't looking for pity on this, but I'm going to tell you straight up. A lot of it, I am, uh, I am outraged, and I am offended, and I am hurt, and I am, and I am galvanized, but I'm, I'm seeing it through some pretty thick blinders because I am 52, I am white male, and I have lived a life of privilege I, I, you know, I threw, ask whoever you ask, I threw everything away uh, in my early 20s in order to, A, um, perform for a living, to, 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 to make people happy, to be an entertainer and a showman, and B, 
be a family man. And yeah, that's the correct order. I was, for, for all it is and for all it's worth and for all the honesty I can measure up, I was born to be a showman. I was born to be an entertainer. I was born to be on a stage saying what's on my heart. I was, I, I volunteered to be a family man. I volunteered to be a husband. Uh, I volunteered to be a father. And that's, that's an accurate statement. And I, and I, I honest to God, I, I, it was one of the, it was the greatest thing ever in my life. You know, the stage and the family. And and don't take the, you know, take it the wrong way if you want to. The family, the family came second. After when you know, I'm going to go ahead and tell you when the kids were young, when they needed me, when 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 I was, you know, when they were in their developmental stage and they needed educating. They came first. I put them first. I put them on equal standing with the performing. I had to make a living. I had to support them. I had to be out there building my career. I did it for me. I did it for my own heart, and I did it for the very art of doing it. But at the same time, I was negotiating higher fees. I was getting paid what I was worth so that I could support and nurture my children, my family, my wife, myself. But when they got grown, when they became adults themselves, they were no longer the priority. They, they could fend for themselves. They could go out because they were raised and educated and, and shown love and shown self-reliance. I trusted and had faith in them that they could make it in the world on their own. And they, they've done me proud. But in that shift, and it may look selfish and narcissistic, the entertainment part became more important, and now it's everything. I've lost my family. I I chose this over that. If you get right down to the bare nuts of it, I, I chose, you know, you, you choose me or you choose the stage. Uh, babe, it's the stage. It's the people. It's the... It's the uh, it's the giving, and, and while it never, those words never actually, you know, that's not something she actually said. It came down to, there are people you can talk to and people you can't talk to. Here's a list of people that shouldn't come to your show anymore. That, no, no. My doors are open. And if you are filled with, uh, with hatred and, and anger towards a group of people, a religion, a skin color, if you look down your nose, you know, I, I, I hesitate to say, come feel the joy. Come, come feel some truth. Come, come to a place where you'll be accepted. Come, come and hear that we're all, you know, we're all equal. We're all one in my place, in my house of love. You know, I'm going to try to educate you. I'm going to try to show you a better way. I won't listen to hatred and I won't listen to, you know, I will not listen to that kind of speech. I won't listen to it. I won't hear it. I know it's a lie. I'm old enough to know it's a lie. And I'm going to be working behind the scenes against you. By the way, I am writing my congressman. I am contacting my senators. I am doing the grassroots level of things beyond speaking out from the stage and speaking out from here, your hatred will not be tolerated. 
it will not, you know, as long as I'm able to fight against it, I'm going to fight against it. But I'm going to do it in healthy ways. I'm going to make sure, at least from as hard as I can, that love is spoken louder and more virulently than hate. If you bring 10 people, I'm bringing 100. I'm bringing 1,000. I will speak truth and I will speak it loudly over lies. I got a voice and I'm going to use it. I have a gift and it would be criminal for me not to stand up against your ideology. I don't hate you. Understand this. I don't I don't hate you. I won't hate a person. I'll hate the things you say and I'll hate the ideology and I will mourn for the child you were who got taught the wrong things. And I will stand up against those things. But I'm going to show you love in the way that I do it. I hope that makes sense. God, it made sense in my head before I said it. I hope it, it comes across the way that I, that I mean it to. But I love you all. And we, uh, we've got each other. And uh, there's power in loving one another. So do that instead. And do that instead. And, and, and or you could love. Okay? You with me? I think I've said what I needed to say. I think I've gotten this week's diatribe out. If not, I'll be back in a couple of days with stuff that I forgot. Um, help someone that needs helping. Reach out to someone that, that deserves. You know what? Reach out to someone that doesn't deserve. Be a friend. Be love. Be the love that you need to have to somebody else. Uh, you know, you may hear me say that again and again and again on here. And if it gets redundant, then you know that all you got to do is turn on any given podcast and you'll hear the same words. I'll keep you up with what's going on. I'll tell you my stories. And I'll tell you again, I need your help. Patreon.com slash Magic Artist. Become a subscriber to my YouTube channel. Become a patron to my Patreon channel. Help me get the word out that I need to get out. I'm relying on you. I am 100%. Like I have, when I started this, and, and one of the one of the things that uh, that Ted and I had to talk about, yep, still talking. How about that? Tried to wrap it up. Didn't happen. One of the things that I talked to Ted about when, when he stopped doing what he was doing is, is, is the fact that I threw myself out in faith. My faith has shifted and changed over the years uh, as to what I believe in and what I observe. But... I was created to do this. I was created to, to, to do magic tricks. I was created to do card tricks and talk to people and change lives and save lives and, and decide that at 52 years old I had something to say over the airwaves and start a podcast and start blogging more often than I do. And the messages that I put out in the Genie column that I write for Genie Magazine, the, the, the hope and the inspiration and the... And the you know, the scolding that sometimes I do in those pages, it's all relevant. It all comes from my heart, and I mean everything that I say. If I offend you, call me on it. If I say something you don't believe to be truth, call me on it. Send me a note. Send me a message. You'll get a voice, you know, unless you're preaching absolute hate. Call me on my mistakes, and I will, I will, uh, I will cop to them if I, if I feel it's legitimate. I will. This is this is who I am, and I'm going to screw up. And uh, I worried, I have worried for a long time about 
you know, I put out a lot in public and I put a lot of my pain out in public and I know that it cost me jobs. And I had a client who was dead straight honest with me who said, I'm worried about hiring you because you seem so far down. I'm not entirely sure you're going to be around for the show that I'm putting you for. And it was a big wake up call to me. Um, and I, you know, he, he took faith in me and I went and did the show and I, and I kicked ass and, and, uh, and they're going to use me again. I proved myself. I came back from the edge, but I've worried for way too long that something that I say or something that I put out uh, on the blog or something that I put out on Facebook is going to offend someone who could possibly hire me. And I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, I, I had a, uh, uh, a uh, Christian-based group who wanted to use me for speaking, who, who we talked at length about how I could benefit them and how their, their company could benefit me and how we were going to do some work together. And they asked me to clean up a few things about what I did and to change the image a little bit of what I did online. And I did it, and I still didn't get hired. I still didn't get in with the in crowd. I still didn't, uh, I didn't quite measure up. Um, to their standards, and so it just didn't happen. And I, you know, and, and my attitude, my my perspective on it is, I'm a righteous man. I'm I'm a good guy. I help people, and I'm not going to change my image, my my perspective. Who I'm not going to change who I am in the hopes that I'll make more money. You know, it's just. Uh, it's 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 a deal breaker. It's a it's a this is who I am, and I'm going to you know, and I'm not uh, I'm not so stuck up that I, I recognize that there are things about myself that need improving. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about genuine heart, saying what I mean, putting it out into the world because I was born to put it out in the world, and be myself. And I want to tell you, if you've listened this far, God bless you for listening this far, because I feel like this is probably the most disjointed podcast I've put out so far. But if you're still listening, you have something for somebody else. You have something that somebody out there is dying to hear. Write it down. Get your words on paper. Type it on a screen. Write a song. Create a dance. Uh, sew a costume. But put your heart into it. Put your soul into it. Paint a painting. You know, sit down at the piano. Compose something. Make a meal for somebody. Do what it is your hands are meant to do. And, 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 and improve the world around you. You know, meet your neighbors. And we're all neighbors, right? Reach out. Do the thing you were meant to do. Do the thing you were made to do and do it harder than you've been doing it because the world needs you to do that thing. I need you to do that thing just as much as, as you need me to do the thing that I'm doing. And I'm here and I'm staying here as long as I can. And I'll do card tricks and I'll tell stories and I'll lie to you and I'll bring the truth out as I'm lying to you. I'm going to be in Charlotte for, um, what, another five months? Let's have lunch. Let's have dinner. Let's sit down on a ridiculous couch and talk. Let's meet across a table and tell truths and tell lies to each other. Let's laugh. Let's raise our glasses in joy. 
let us let us plot and be divisive, you know, against and 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 separate hate from from people. Let's kill the fascist spirit. I'm not calling for for violence. I'm I'm saying let's kill the fascist spirit that that seems to want to be wanting to rise in my country right now. A friend of a friend has asked me to um, to participate in a, a, a non-violent exercise. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the role of a uh, of a street Nazi, of uh, of someone spewing um, the uh, the words and, uh, and and hurtful thoughts of people they might encounter on the street at any given time, whether doing a protest or an anti-protest or just walking down the street and how to deal with those kinds of things in a non-physical uh, kind of a way. I'm going to get in their faces and put my finger in their faces and, and not, uh, you know, not physically touch or hurt anyone, but we're going to exercise how to, um, how to, uh, meet with those things, how to confront those things in a non-physical way. Um, and I, I'm going to be playing the heavy because I got, I got a voice and I, I've got acting chops and I'll put my heart into it and I, you know, my heart's going to need healing afterwards. But um, organize something like that amongst your friends. Learn how to deal with things in a, in a non-physical sort of way and, and, and learn how to educate and, and learn, how to, you know, learn how to spread joy and learn how to give love. However it takes. Love by any means necessary. That's all I'm saying. Thanks for listening. Um, please, please, please send me your feedback. Good or bad. Whatever you really think. I want to know your heart. I want to know the truth. Tell me what you think. I'll listen to it. Um, next week, right? I'll meet you back here. And wherever you are. Whoever you are. I hope there's love where you are. Sitting on the corner, staring down the street and wall. Making fun of faces at the people we don't meet. Whoa, whoa. Holding out of pockets for all the world to see. Whoa. Singing our old songs, busking you and me a war, a war, a war. It's funny how they always seem to want to get away from you. Just throw a little money and say, hey man, now do just what you do. You sing a little anthem and answer, hey man, I am. Little more dough and I'll show you where I stand That's the plan, ain't life grand Breaking in the quarters, nickels and the dimes of wool Just breathing and dreaming and passing by the time of war war. Thinking of the past and what we live for then And where we're living now I worries in the winter whoa, whoa, whoa. It's funny how she always seems to want to get away from you 
Cause you're honey in the job But when she's out your glue Lord, it's true You put your axe up in the case And then you ease her making haste for the door Then you bust it to the corner Get your busking all in order for the show On the road, here we go I play a whoa, whoa. Days turn into weeks and weeks are into years of woe. We live for the fans and make the music in the ears of woe, whoa, whoa. Okay, now I think I'm good. <laughs>